Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I'd like to make two points in today's sermon. Uh, the first comes from yesterday, which was the vigil of John the Baptist. And as you know, today is the great feast of St. John the Baptist. Listen to the gospel yesterday. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a certain priest named Zachary of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. That is John chapter 1. Now, I know it's early, but you may have missed right there. Very fascinating fact. Did you hear that John the Baptist's father is Zechariah, who is a priest? John the, St. John the Baptist's father was a priest, meaning in Jewish law, he was a priest. Isn't that interesting? So what is he doing out in the wilderness? Well, I'm, I have no proof from the church fathers of this th- thesis, but I had heard this thesis in seminary that um, because the temple was so corrupt, he was exercising the Adamic, that is the adjective for Adam, the Adamic priesthood out under the stars, the original temple, which was the cosmos. Now, that's a very interesting theory to have during a conference for canceled priests that John the Baptist was, in some sense, the first original canceled priest. (laughs) Perhaps self-cancellation, perhaps didn't want to be part of the very corrupt temple. Now, of course, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph still go to the temple for the presentation of Jesus. So this is proof that we can't be Protestants. We are still part of the Catholic Church, even as we uh, look at the fact that there is a lot of corruption. But there's a lot of corruption in the first century, and Jesus, Mary, and Joseph still went there. But why was John the Baptist a priest out in the wilderness? He was calling people to repentance, but he was a priest. So we don't really know why that's the case. So you can let that percolate. I don't have a great answer to it. And we move on to point two quite different from it. But, you know, today's gospel, um, let's look at Luke 1. In Luke chapter 1, we know that Mary goes to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is at least six months pregnant because when Mary leaves her place, Elizabeth is six months pregnant and the incarnation, the annunciation has just happened. So however long it takes her to get there, by the time that she arrives, and we can assume that Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist somewhere between six and nine months at that point. So imagine this. Mary has taken this difficult trip through the Judean hillside, through these mountains, and she comes and she greets Elizabeth. And John the Baptist leaps in her womb. Now we know from St. Athanasius and St. Ambrose, this isn't just uh, something devotional. We know from St. Athanasius and St. Ambrose that when Mary greeted Elizabeth, God himself justified John the Baptist in the womb of his mother Elizabeth. So Mary was conceived without original sin and born without original sin. John the Baptist was conceived in original sin, but did you know he was born without original sin? This is the church's teaching. He was born without original sin because the church only celebrates the birthdays of those who are born sinless, sinless, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I'm sorry, Jesus, Mary, and John the Baptist. Now, there actually is uh, an apparition that I believe Cardinal Burke says is approved, Our Lady of Americas, where one of the nuns, I think he was Ohio or Wisconsin, um, maybe 100 years ago, had an apparition from Our Lady and or St. Joseph. And apparently, Joseph himself, seconds after his conception, was cleansed by God himself so that he lived his life in utero 
most of it rather, cleansed of original sin. And of course, John the Baptist and Mary and Joseph never committed, not only did they not commit a moral sin, they've never committed a venial sin in their life. So we're talking about the very holiest saints. Mary, Joseph, and John the Baptist are absolutely the very most holiest saints. So John the Baptist lived his whole life without mortal sin, his whole life without venial sin, and he lived almost his entire life without original sin, obviously cleansed somewhere between six and nine months in utero, God justifying him, God making him a tabernacle of the Blessed Trinity. And what was the medium? What was the vehicle for that? Mary's voice. Can you imagine the power in Mary's voice that God would, it wasn't Mary that justified him, it was God himself, but the mediation was Mary's voice. Makes us start thinking this teaching of Mary, mediatrics of all graces, might be true. In fact, certainly is true. Mary, mediatrics of all graces. And how beautiful that today, this doesn't happen every year, John the Baptist, the feast of St. John the Baptist, falls on Saturday, who we know is given to Our Lady. The Roman martyrology speaks of regular martyrs. Their birthday is their birthday into heaven. But again, we only celebrate the birthdays, the physical birthdays of those who were born sinless. Jesus, Mary, St. John the Baptist, maybe one day Joseph, but this is, this is who's on the calendar right now. Another interesting fact is, as you know, we are in June. This is the month of the Sacred Heart. Have you ever noticed that every Eucharistic miracle, when they have a chance to look at the tissue that, that you know, the priest holds the bread, it's, he says, this is my body, it becomes the body of Christ. We know that the substance changes, the accidents don't, but in a Eucharistic miracle, you have the bonus miracle of the substance and the accidents change. So now it's the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, plus the accidents. And what has God chosen in Presumably, all of these Eucharistic miracles, what is it always? It's always cardiac muscle. It's literally the heart of Jesus. That's what the Eucharist is. It's literally the heart of Jesus. So now we're in June. Now we're on Saturday of Our Lady. Now it's the Feast of St. John the Baptist. Imagine that tiny little heart of Jesus beating in the womb of Mary. That tiny little sacred heart, the source of all grace for all of humanity to come in that tiny little heartbeat going 150 beats a minute, 180, tiny little heart, the source of all grace in the universe. And so we have this circuit of grace, that tiny little heart, the sacred heart. We are in the month of June, marries the mediation of all graces. Her voice cleanses rather justifies John the Baptist to become the greatest saint who will never commit a sin, God using the voice of Mary, mediatrics of all graces. And so my point that I want to make on all this is this isn't devotion. All this is reality from the sacred heart of Jesus to these Eucharistic miracles, to the fact that we have St. John the Baptist falling this year on a Saturday, to the fact June is the month of the sacred heart. None of this is just purely pie-in-the-sky devotion. This is all incarnational reality. St. Ambrose will close with these words, very beautiful, his description of this circuit of grace, how it's Mary visiting Elizabeth, and Mary gets the grace from Jesus, and Elizabeth has John the Baptist leap in her wombs. We'll close with these words, these very beautiful words of St. Ambrose. He says, We must here consider that the greater cometh unto the lesser, Mary unto Elizabeth, Christ unto John, and again afterwards, 
to hell the baptism of John, the Lord came unto him to be baptized. It was soon that the blessings of the coming of Mary and of the presence of God were made manifest. Have regard here to the distinction made and to the special weight of every word. Elizabeth was, Elizabeth was the first to hear the voice of Mary's salutation, but John was the first to receive grace. She heard naturally, but he leapt mystically. She hailed the coming of Mary, he that of the Lord, Mary and Elizabeth spake words of grace, but Jesus and John worked and commenced their mystery of godliness from their mother's beginnings. And so, by twin miracles, the mothers prophesied from the spirit of their unborn offspring. The babe leapt, and the mother was filled with the Holy Ghost. The mother was not filled before the son, but when the son was filled with the Holy Ghost, he filled his mother also. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.